Welcome to Agents of Nothing, an episode-by-episode recap and analysis from the perspectives of a veteran and a new recruit. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Nothing, and welcome to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We are your commanding officers. I'm Mariah. And I'm Caroline. And today we're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 10, What They Become. Yeah! So, Mariah, how was your week? Uh, I mean, you know. I know. <laughs> life is happening, and I'm having kind of a hard time with it, but if I can be honest, this podcast is a nice escape. For an hour or two, the only thing I have to worry about is talking with my best friend about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and that's nice. Also, yesterday I went to see the new Black Panther movie by myself, and I cried a lot. Was it good? Um, It was. It was really good, and it was really sad. (laughs) And Patton Oswalt quote tweeted us. Ah! Come on the pod, Patton! <laughs> so if you're here from Patton's tweet, hello, Hi. nice to have you. Welcome. Um, this episode is not coming out until the week after Patton tweeted us, I yeah. think. But hi, hello. glad to have you. Welcome. <laughs> we love Patton, as we've said many times now, and we would love to have him on the podcast. Yes! Patton, have your people call our people. It's us. We're our own people. We are the people. Have your people call us. We are the people. We are the world. (laughs) So how was your week, Caroline? Oh boy. This is like the longest week of my life. And it feels like it hasn't even happened yet at the same time. I don't even know. I don't know what my mental state is right now. Hence therapy. So. Yeah. Oh wait, I didn't talk about therapy. That's our exclusive. exclusive. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Subscribe to our Anchor exclusive for $2.99 a month to hear all about Caroline's therapy. (laughs) Yep. Was that that enticing? Okay. (laughs) This episode was written by Jeffrey Bell and directed by Michael Zinberg. Zinberg? Ooh. Or, Or Zinberg. I don't know. I don't know how names work. And this is, of course, the mid-season finale. Yeah. And an episode I have been very excited to cover since we started season two. <laughs> it was a good episode. I enjoyed it. So who do we meet in this episode? There's no new characters, but we did learn new names, so I made up puns for those. So first of all, it's time to recalibrate. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> I once was Poison Ivy, but now I'm your... Daisy! That's it. Okay. So before we start, David heard the last part of the, like, recap at the beginning where Agent 33 says, shoot him down. And he went, shoot him! (laughs) I don't know if y'all remember uh, the show Swamp People. What a cultural moment. (laughs) Something. Yes. I literally live in the swamp, so I got swamp people jokes from all my online friends for years. Literally. (laughs) I'm pretty sure my roommate in college, I don't know if she was, like, actually related to him, but she was from, like, Pierre Part, and who's the, like, main guy on the show? I forgot his name. 
I Troy have something. no idea. <laughs> anyway, the main guy is from there, from where my college roommate was from. So it was <laughs> it was all the rage in 2014. <laughs> yeah. When this was airing. Ha! Huh, topical. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> we pick up where we left off with the hydrojets all flying away from the bus. The shield team springs into action. May estimates that they have about a minute before shots will fire, so she and Trip head for the cockpit, and she tells Hunter and the Koenigs to buckle up. Hunter tries to refuse to sit in the middle seat, so the shorter Koenig has to tell him to move over, and I don't understand why he wouldn't have just automatically scooted in. There's only three seats there. The Koenigs are so nice, and Hunter is just over here rolling his eyes at them. For real! Like... I'm sorry. There's three seats. There are two of us on this side. You need to move. What? I don't understand. That pissed me off. You got Koenig on either side. Who wouldn't want that? Come on. Count your blessings, Hunter. (laughs) So May dives the plane down into into cloud cover 20,000 feet below them, ejects some decoys behind them, and then turns on the cloaking. So Hydra's missiles hit the decoys, and they report a confirmed hit. Sneaky. Some fantastic piloting from May. Most definitely. So when the plane lands, Coulson and the San Juan team head onto the bus. And I like that Coulson gives us the, like, objective for the episode. (laughs) 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 He says Fitzsimmons are to figure out how to safely get into the tunnel so they can figure out how to save Mac. But in the meantime, the goal is to not let Hydra get to the city. Also, they guess that Ward is taking Sky to her dad, and they guess correctly. So Trip and Koenig discuss the logistics of using Howling Commando bombs to blow up the temple. The good news is they're not electronic, but the bad news is they're not electronic. Simmons is trying to discuss finding a way into the tunnels. She says that part will be much easier than finding a way to save Mac. And Fitz is like, you don't have to say things about Mac being alive just because he was my friend. Damn, Fitz. I know Simmons has changed, but not by that much. She still wants to save people. Fitz is pretty sure that Mac is dead, though, because of what they do know about alien technology reacting badly to human biology. Simmons suggests that maybe Mac wasn't killed. He's just being controlled. And Fitz says, like zombie ants. And oh my god, wasn't that Clark's weird quote from a few episodes ago? Like, it was an Easter egg for this moment. (laughs) My note was, zombie ants, we were just fucking talking about that. (laughs) Literally. Love a good Easter egg. Good job, Clark. (laughs) Which sounds, sounds like a really weird sentence to say. Zombie ants! We were just fucking talking about that! (laughs) Yeah, we just casually were talking about zombie ants, obviously. (laughs) Um, So Hunter goes to check on Morse, who is attempting to clean up Mac's garage that got turned upside down. Um, That's not what she was doing, was it? Interesting. Okay, hang on. So Hunter goes to check on Morse, who is supposedly cleaning up Mac's garage that got turned upside down in the plane dive. Morse apparently thinks that what happened to Mac is her fault, and for the life of me, I cannot figure out why she would feel that way. Well, because, like, she did the final thing to him that, like, pushed him down the, the shaft. 
Yeah, she electrocuted him in the neck. Oh. And then oh, he, like, right, fell right, down right. the hole. Okay. Got it. Still, though, like... Yeah. But when she girl, said, when this is all a- over, I'm going to cry for, like, a week. Felt that. For real. <laughs> Hunter tries to comfort her while Morse hides a flash drive from him. This is a very awkward hug, and I can't figure out who is making it awkward. And I'm not talking about her being surprised by it. I just feel like they don't have much chemistry together, and I don't like them. <laughs> I I would have to agree. And I love Bobby. That's the thing. I love Bobby. Yeah. And I love Nick Blood, but I do not like Hunter, and I do not like Bobby and Hunter together. We can we can discuss it on in the TikTok comments if y'all want, but... <laughs> I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. Anyway. Oh, but Hunter does know about the flash drive she was trying to hide. He suspects that what's on there has something to do with the two of them. Ooh, like what Mac brought up last episode, the secret baby or whatever. You think very highly of yourself, Hunter. Literally, why would a thumb drive <laughs> in Mac's garage have anything to do with you right what is that logic i don't (laughs) except for the fact that she was hiding it from him but can you walk me through it just just walk me through (laughs) it hunter (laughs) explain it to me like i'm five (laughs) the only thing i can think is that she was hiding it from him that that's like that's literally the only thing uh, my girlfriend slash ex-wife is doing something. It must have something to do with me. Obviously. Everything she does is revolves around it's me. It's about me. Obviously. I'm the most important thing in her world. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> um, so then we cut over to Ward is escorting Skye down a staircase and parades her past a couple million armed guards. <laughs> Ward lets Skye know that his only orders were to get Reyna. He chose to take Skye as well on his own, so he's not totally loyal to Hydra, as if that fucking helps. And Skye <laughs> reminds him of the last time he tried to kidnap her and how that didn't go so well. Ward just says that his only concern is keeping his promise. And then he opens a door to a parlor, empty, except for Zabo himself. My heart stopped. Like, I was holding my breath and I didn't realize that I was. <laughs> it was a good reveal. I, it was good. I literally almost died. <laughs> I died dead. Literally. R.I.P. me. <laughs> so Zabo gets a little overexcited and immediately compares Skye's mannerisms to, I guess, her mom. He didn't actually finish the sentence, but I'm pretty sure he was going to say her mom. Uh, And then he says, is it nature or nurture? And if he's comparing her to her mom, then it couldn't possibly be nurture in this case, could it? I'm just saying. (laughs) That was a weird thing to say. (laughs) I can kind of see where, where he's coming from. Maybe it was, like, a rhetorical question. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I was like, she thought she was an orphan. No, it's not nurture. <laughs> that she tilts her head the same as her mom. Maybe. Maybe, just maybe. He was thinking, hmm, there could be a lot of women who tilt their head in that exact way. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what he was thinking. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't met every woman. You're right. You're right. Actually, you have. Because I, I have every woman. 
it's all in me. <laughs> I would do well to remember that. <laughs> yes, you would, actually. It would behoove you. <laughs> So, Zabo catches himself, and he starts over by introducing himself. And then, achievement unlocked! Zabo's real name is Cal. (laughs) Cal says, thanks for meeting with me. She was kidnapped at gunpoint, Cal! (laughs) (laughs) This whole first meeting is going to shit, because... (laughs) Just immediately. 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 Watch your words, buddy. Uh. (laughs) It's revealed in this episode that Sky's father is named Cal, which is a reference to Calvin Zabo, who is better known as Marvel villain Mr. Hyde. So it was Zabo! Oh my god. (laughs) Which is weird, because why would they put it that way in the closed captions when the show itself only really referred to him as the Doctor? Or I don't even think they referred to right. him at all. They just referred to him as Sky's dad. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. But Interesting. I do think that they changed that last name for the show. I'm oh, not sure. Because okay. I think it would be funny to refer to them as the Zabos, you know? The Zabos. Daisy Zabo. <laughs> oh, God. Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> Um, so he, he apologizes and says that he wanted to meet her in the right way. He had a whole nice plan in mind with cookies and flowers, but he's grateful to have met her at all. Sky says what she already knows about him, that he's a monster and a murderer. And Cal agrees, but he tries to explain that it was only because of the agony of having his daughter stolen from Taken him. from me! <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> Taken from me! (laughs) I say it later, but I can't help it. Why does he say it like that? (laughs) It's so funny. Every every time. (laughs) You took it from me! (laughs) Um, So he begins to raise his voice, and Sky flinches. Cal pauses, and he starts again telling Skye about their lives when she was born. They lived in China, and Cal worked in a clinic. They were very well-liked. They had friends. Skye finds out from her father that her mother is Chinese. In real life, Chloe Bennett has a Chinese father and a Jewish-Caucasian mother. Oh, cool. They finally got the uh, someone's ethnicity right. <laughs> They're, well... I was, go- I was about to say they're really good about that on this show, but then I remembered. <laughs> we had a whole bit on that. <laughs> then I remembered Scorch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they can't, they can't all be winners. Everybody fucks up sometimes. That's Listen, how life it's works. not their fault that their budget had run out for on-location things and they could only use whatever city was available to them in Los Angeles. <laughs> City available to them in Los Angeles? City available in Los Angeles. I don't know how cities work. (laughs) Don't look at me. I don't know how cities work. I live in the swamp. (laughs) I don't live in a place. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But genuinely, genuinely, the town I grew up in is not um, a town. It's classified as a census-designated place. 
That's how small it was. Um, so I didn't grow up in a town or a city. I barely grew up in a, place. in a place. Barely. <laughs> I, only census designated. <laughs> Nobody else would designate it a place. Everybody else would call it the middle of nowhere. The census said, okay, there is enough people living in this area to classify it as a place where people live. Okay, sorry, continue. Cal gets lost on the memory for a moment, and when he comes back, he says that the only thing he regrets is that he couldn't be a part of Sky's life, and all he wants is to start being there for her now. Sky offers that he could help her escape, but Cal says, Oh, contraire, you are exactly where you're destined to be. <laughs> um, so Hunter and Morse are coming up on their meeting spot with Diego, but Diego is early and wearing a suit, which both of those things are weird, apparently, and meeting with Hydra. Morse guesses correctly that Diego was giving her a signal, and then he slips her a note with an address as he walks past. Just going to skip over that little kissing part there because I don't like them <laughs> together. I feel like what had to have happened, and I could be wrong, and this is not a knock on either of these actors' acting ability. It's just some people have chemistry and some people don't. Yeah. And what had to have happened was that because these characters were like guest stars or like regulars or something like that, like, there probably wasn't a screen test. And so yeah, they were yeah. like, oh, by the way, your two characters are together. And yeah. it was just that. Yeah, it was like, oh, okay, I guess. I guess now we have to kiss. Cool. So same as the previous episode, the sequence that takes place in San Juan was filmed on location. Ooh. That marble so money. they probably squeezed that right in. Yep. Squeezed that right in when they were filming the last episode. <laughs> they were like, just because we can. They're like, money's tight. <laughs> um, so Sky starts to tell Cal off and tries to leave, but there's still an armed guard outside the door. So Cal pushes the door back closed, and he says that none of Hydra matters anyway. Sky says, of course it does. If he's working for the bad guys like Hydra and Whitehall, that makes him a bad guy too. But Cal explains that he was using Whitehall to find her, obviously. Duh. Um, I was so engrossed in all of this that I, like, wasn't even taking notes. <laughs> it was good. It was hard. I kept having to, like, go back to, like, write down what I was thinking. That's the sign of a really good episode. I'm glad. I'm glad that you had trouble working yeah. the script. <laughs> <laughs> so then he starts telling Sky about her mother, that she had a gift, and that Sky is here to inherit her own gift. You have a gift. Cal, who are you, Raina? Literally. <laughs> oh my god, Raina's you have a gift was an Easter egg the whole time. The whole time! Oh my god! <laughs> Her mind! <laughs> so Cal tells Skye about how her mother was killed. Hydra disguised themselves as S.H.I.E.L.D. and they took her. Straight from her workplace, apparently. Cal tried to save her and he left Skye with friends and he followed Hydra and her mom all the way to Europe. But he was too late. He tells her about how he found her. 
dissected and discarded. And then he starts humming, and Sky recognizes the song. It was it was a lullaby that her mom used to sing to her as a baby. So in this scene, she's crying, and Cal is obviously trying to be fatherly and like rubbing her back, and Sky is like, <laughs> like fl- like not flinching but like grimacing as she cries. Yeah, she's like, "Get off!" And me. it's so <laughs> awkward. I hate it. I got like chills down my spine wait and then that she's like sitting there crying and then he's like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> he just yeah. starts humming and out of he, nowhere he's like daisy <laughs> daisy give me your answer do <laughs> i'm half crazy all for the love of you that was really creepy yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so they are interrupted by Whitehall calling for Cal. Cal is excited now. He tells her that now he's gotten now that he's gotten Sky back, it's time to kill Whitehall. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. The Shield team are ready to dispatch in San Juan, and Morse informs Coulson that Hydra has already made their way to a theater almost directly on top of the temple. It's very likely that they will have a strong enough drill to tunnel down into it. So Coulson and May are going to stop them before they can. Whitehall has his three captives gathered for him, Reyna, Ward, and Cal. He acknowledges each of the parts that they played in getting him to this point. And then he has Sky brought in, and he asks why she's there. Ward says that he used her as a human shield so the Hydra jets could get away from the shield bus unscathed. Whitehall doesn't accept this, though, and he has a theory. He orders Skye to pick up the Diviner. She says, you first, and I fucking, <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> so she picks it up, and then she stabs a guard with it in the neck while Cal takes down another one. Suddenly, they're all at a standstill, pointing guns at each other. Whitehall says, I hope you're as special as your mother. What the f- Fuck, Whitefall. That was disgust. I hated that. Ew. My my note here was, how did he know? (laughs) But then we find out how he knows. But still, how did he know? How did he know? (laughs) While Whitehall didn't recognize Cal at first, once he did, the pieces all fell into place pretty quickly for him, except for Ward. So Raina fills him in. Of course she does. Great. Thanks, Raina. <laughs> so helpful. Um, I love that her. Ward... <laughs> she fills him in that Ward is in love, <clears throat> obsessed with Skye, and he hopes that if he helps Skye, quote, fulfill her destiny, then she'll want him back. Gross. <laughs> the exact wording was that she'll see him for who he really is. And I was like, oh, she sees him for who he really is. (laughs) She sees him loud and clear. (laughs) She knows exactly. So then Whitehall's like, aw, cute. Too bad I'm going to brainwash him instead. (laughs) So the S.H.I.E.L.D. team has split up and geared up. Coulson, May, Hunter, and Morse are heading into the Hydra building to destroy the drill and find Sky. Tripp and Fitzsimmons are at the tunnel to detonate the bombs and hopefully find Mac. 
Trip says, if Mac's dead, we bring his body back with us. And if he's alive, that's not Mac. Ouch. Yeah. Um, my note, like every time Trip comes up on the screen for this entire episode, is just Trip with like a frowny face. <laughs> It's so sad. Yeah. Uh, but Hunter's mm-hmm. line, join S.H.I.E.L.D., see exotic places, meet new people, and kill them, is taken from a similar line from Full Metal Jacket. Oh, okay. Interesting. I've never seen that. Neither have I. <laughs> I thought at first that it was Full Metal Alchemist. Is that something yeah, that's similar? A, I'm pretty sure that's an anime. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> Full metal jacket. That's what we call the Iron Man suit. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Ward and Sky are both bound to chairs as Cal wakes up on the floor. Whitehall arrives and electrocutes Cal with some, like, Frankenstein bolts on his neck. Whitehall tells Sky that her mother didn't age, and he wonders what her gift might be. He tells Cal, I killed your wife. Before I do the same to you, I want you to watch what I do to your daughter. Why is he so gross? Literally, everything he says is fucking disgusting. Ick. Just then, Coulson and May have broken into the theater and they are sneaking down the corridors. Help is coming! Help is on the way, dear. (laughs) So Ward distracts the guard by being annoying. Uh, as usual, until Cal has managed to get the device off his neck, and then Cal takes out the guard from behind. Ward asks for Cal to untie him, and Skye calls out, Me too! But Cal says he needs to do something to Whitehall that he doesn't want Skye to see. And Ward, the suck-up, goes, I don't mind seeing. I can help. I don't don't care. I don't care if you're a monster. I'll help. (laughs) (laughs) But Cal just says that he needs to do this himself, and then he runs away. To be honest, um, that line reading by Brett Dalton was so funny. It He's really like, was. I don't mind seeing. <laughs> Good job, Brett. <laughs> Down in the temple, the group has set up two of the bombs, but they're moving slower than Trip had planned. So Fitz suggests that they split up, and he won't take no for an answer. This is the stupidest thing Fitz has ever done. What? <laughs> But hey, they do it. They did. They sure did do it. They did it. They do it. And I'm proud of them. They they did done do it. They done. did done did do done. it. But I didn't like did it. Did it did done done day. <laughs> Editing Mariah here. Long time no talk. How are you guys? Anyways, I don't know what that was either. I'm as confused as you are. Cal catches up to Whitehall just as Whitehall has sent away all of his guards. Oh, how convenient. Whitehall does not look surprised to see Cal and simply points his gun at him. But before Whitehall can shoot, Coulson shoots him from behind. But oh no, Coulson, you took his one shot at revenge. This man has been dressing for revenge for literal decades. He's like, no, I wanted to do it. (laughs) Literally. I do feel bad. I do feel bad. That's like the the one murder of his that I was gonna condone yeah it is like so upsetting yeah that you spend years dreaming 
of killing this guy. And when you finally have him within your reach, the guy who your daughter that you've been looking for for as long as you've been dreaming of killing this guy. Yeah. The guy who your daughter looks to as a father figure kills him instead. Right. (laughs) I think that, like, I know that he's already insane, but I think that, like, I would have a psychotic break right then and there. (laughs) And he basically does. Cal is distraught. Coulson tells him there's no way he's letting Cal take Sky to the tunnels to start the Armageddon that you believe in. (laughs) But then Agent 33 interrupts their chat, so they both scurry. So they both scurry. Agent 33 stops and kneels beside Whitehall. So on portraying Agent 33, Ming-Na Wen, Side note, can I just say that it's such a good performance from Ming-Na Wen yeah. that I routinely forget that it's Ming-Na Wen playing Agent Literally. 33. I, it didn't even occur to me the whole episode. <laughs> um, so Ming-Na stated that it's sort of a sad character for me to portray because she's so opposite from May. May is so confident and knows exactly what she needs to do and can get the job done based on her own opinions. And with Agent 33, not only is she disfigured, not only doesn't she have her face anymore, she doesn't have her identity anymore. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see how her character gets resolved or how her character evolves down the line. Definitely. That's very insightful, Ming. Yeah. (laughs) Love that. Ming, you're so smart. You're such a good actress. Love you, Ming. We love you, Ming. Come on the pod. Come on the pod, Ming. (laughs) Could you imagine? I would shit myself (laughs) same (laughs) anyway um and then they show morse and hunter like hiding around the corner and i just my only note on that part was how come everybody else is in normal like bulletproof vests and stuff and morse is wearing like a full-on leather super suit get used to those many characters will will wear them i don't get it all women. <laughs> of course. But honestly, a lot of the armor that they have in later seasons is really cool looking. So okay. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um so Colson rounds a corner looking for Cal and he finds him alright. Colson tries to reason with him by bringing up that they both care about Sky. But Cal just rages that he's her father, not Coulson, and the fight continues. This is the part where I said, why does he say, take it from me? Why does he say it like that? (laughs) Take it from me! It's not even like, take it from me. It's like, emphasis on the me. Take it from me! It's, it's just such a choice, and I need to know. I need to know why. <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin, you're a busy man, I'm sure. Come on the pod so we can ask you this why one you read question. It that way. <laughs> why did you do it like that? It'll take five minutes. <laughs> um. <sighs> Anyway, so Ward manages to get himself free, and then he frees Sky. 
He talks a big game about this didn't go as planned, but the least I can do is get you out of here. And then Sky shoots him in the back. <laughs> Fucking yes! <laughs> yes! She says, never turn your back on an enemy. You taught me that. Fuck yes, Sky! Yes! <laughs> he was so shocked. He's so stupid and dumb. I love this. It's my favorite I thing. Love this part. <laughs> every we every we watch. What? Uh, every <laughs> every re ev, every rewatch. I am so excited to watch this part over again. <laughs> it was excellent. 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 <laughs> uh, they ruined it later, but the, right here, excellent. <laughs> um, so the dad fight continues, and it only stops because Sky calls Cal dad. Sky forces Cal to back away from Coulson at gunpoint. She threatens to kill him if he doesn't leave immediately and never come back. Cal warns her that once she changes, nobody will understand but him, and he'll always be waiting for her. And then he calls her Daisy. Sky's father calls her Daisy. This is a reference to S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Daisy Johnson, who also goes by the superhero name Quake in the comics. Oh. Now, okay, so when this was first coming out, did people guess that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Between, I'm not sure, because, like, I remember, <laughs> I, <laughs> okay, probably similar to you, I watched this episode, and I had my takeaway, and then I get on Tumblr, and I see all this stuff, and it's like, the reveal that Sky is actually Daisy Johnson, a.k.a. Quake. And I'm like, where did you see that? <laughs> huh? <laughs> or like, <laughs> the reveal that Sky's dad is Mr. Hyde. Oh, I'm glad you guys know this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Happy for y'all. Anyway, um, so once Cal runs away, Skye rushes back to check on Coulson. She apologizes for not being able to kill her father. <laughs> then she says she's going to close the tunnels and destroy the temple herself. And she runs out the door as Coulson feebly calls for her not to. I was crying. I this was so heartbreaking. Like... God, I, I, I don't even have words. I know. I, I, I cried. <laughs> oh, um, so Ward sat there waiting to bleed out, apparently. I was, I was so happy for so, a second here. So dramatic. <laughs> like, I don't know if, I don't know if his injuries were actually that bad. But I just, <laughs> he's like, my crush shot me. I'm going to sit here. I'm just going to sit here and wait to die. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> um, 
anyway, so yeah, so Ward's waiting there to bleed out, and then Agent 33 finds him. She's lost, and in multiple senses of the word, and she just doesn't know what to do without Whitehall there to control her. So Ward offers to help her if she can get him out of there alive. So then Skye finds the drill, but the diviner is missing. Reyna has taken it and is already at the bottom of the tunnel, of course. While wandering the city, Reyna runs into Demon Mac and asks him to, quote, take her there. And I mean, how about a little dinner and a movie first or something? Like, come on now. (laughs) Demon Mac silently begins to lead the way. May catches Coulson just before he's about to jump straight down into the Hydra Tunnel, but she can't stop him from going after Skye. She manages to get in touch with Trip just as he and Fitzsimmons are back topside. They have less than ten minutes until the bombs go off, but the second May says that Coulson and Skye are down there, Trip basically jumps down the tunnel to Fitz and Simmons' terror. <laughs> I love him. Trip. Max stops suddenly and silently, and Raina forges on ahead alone. She finds an empty pedestal with a light shining over it. Interesting. That music. It's my favorite score again. (laughs) Chills. For those who uh, did not watch this episode along with us, it's the the music that goes, Ah. Ah. <laughs> but really we got good. more of it this time. That was a really good. Did you notice that? <laughs> no, I didn't. We got more of the song this time good around. Good job, Bear. I didn't even notice that it was happening. I just felt it. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what makes it a good score. Composer extraordinaire, friend of the oh, pod, Bear, bear McCreary. We haven't we haven't gotten a bear fact in a lo- bear fact. <laughs> we haven't. We haven't gotten a bear fact in a while. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. I'm leaving Leave it. it in like that. <laughs> bear, come on the pod. Okay. Um, bear fact. Bear fact. We should have, you should have like a specific one every episode that you're like, bear fact. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Oh my God. I don't know if any of you guys have ever watched Over the Garden Wall, but. <laughs> no. But. The character, the character Wirt, I, I think, I think it's Wirt, With whatever the younger one is, um, <laughs> he says something, did you know, blah, 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 and the other person goes, oh, no, I didn't know that, well, that's because it's not true, it's a rock <laughs> fact. <laughs> <laughs> and he like holds up his like pet rock. Oh my god. <laughs> That's sorry. because it's not true. It's a rock fact. <laughs> okay, we should add a bear fact in every time and none of them are true. Until <laughs> he comes fact. on the pod and then he can he can dispel the rumors once he comes on the pod. <laughs> bear fact. Bear's beard is a hundred miles long. Mm-hmm. Can confirm. Bear fact. Bear fact. <laughs> um, anyway. Okay, continue. <laughs> We're putting it off. 
So Trip and Coulson are each running around the underground city. Trip is rushing to find and undo all the bombs that they set, and Coulson is screaming for Sky. No, Trip. I know. Uh, Trip. <laughs> so Sky comes across Mac, and he won't budge or say anything. So Sky promises to come back for him, and then she finds Reyna and the light. Sky and Reyna circle the pedestal. Reyna saying. Reyna says that everyone had it wrong. The Diviner doesn't destroy, it gives life. She says that now they can finally see what they will become. Skye tries to force her to stop, but the Diviner lights up and floats out of Reyna's hands as she says that nothing can stop it now. I don't know if, uh, sorry. I don't know if you remember, but her only question for the, uh, the clairvoyant was... What will she become? What... What will I become? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, Reyna. So Trip undoes the last bomb just before the timer hits zero. Go, Trip! Go, Trip! But I'm so sad! <laughs> His stitches were opening. Could oh, you see? No, I didn't see it. He had little blood spots on his shirt. Trip! Uh, okay, so Reyna warns Skye that if she's going to leave, now's the time. Coulson finally catches up and finds Mac guarding the door to the temple. Yikes! The doors begin to close as the light gets brighter, and Reyna is so excited. Trip makes it into the temple just before the doors close, and Coulson is trapped outside the doors. <laughs> oh, past Caroline. You sweet summer child. (laughs) (laughs) I said, oh, so Trip is going to get powers too. (laughs) No! (laughs) Oh my god. The Diviner starts growing crystals or something. And then a burst of energy explodes from the Diviner twice. After the first one, Max stands down just before he's about to attack Coulson again. After the second one, Reyna and Skye both begin turning to stone. Skye screams for Trip to help her, but there's nothing he can do. He just watches in horror as they both turn to statues. And then, oh fuck! Trip looks down at the diviner shrapnel in his own chest, and then he begins to turn to stone too. <laughs> the thing is, the thing that gets me every time is he would have been fine if he hadn't kicked the diviner slash crystals i know like the mist didn't affect him somehow he thought that if he kicked the crystals down yeah that it would stop it yeah (laughs) it was a good try he tried So Raina's shell begins to break, and then so does Skye's. I guess it, the, it was more of a chrysalis. Um, but Skye is completely transformed. I mean, she still looks like she always did, but there's wind, and she's doing a weird model-esque pose. And Raina has fucking feathers or something. <laughs> but then the ground is shaking, and the temple is trembling, and Mac and Coulson hold on to each other. <laughs> did they? What? Why did I write that? 
Oh, because everybody was holding on to each other. Okay, just kidding. <laughs> so the ground is shaking. The temple is trembling. Mac and Coulson hold on to each other. Fitz and Simmons hold on to each other. Morse and Hunter hold on to each other. Is Trip gonna make it? Who's holding on to May? No, Trip. Oh. Mm. So I was crying. This was so emotional. Yeah. And I don't know if you noticed that the earthquake only started after Sky saw that Trip was dead. <gasps> no. <laughs> so talking about the reveal of Calvin Zabo and Daisy Johnson in the episode, executive producer Marissa Tancherowen said... As we always do, we pulled from what exists in the Marvel Universe and put our own spin on it. We always had our eye on Daisy Johnson, and therefore her father and her whole history. We sort of planted that throughout the first season and a half. You knew the story of her parents and the havoc they caused, the massacre in the Hunan (laughs) province in China. We lay in things like that, and over time you put the pieces together. But of course, Daisy's powers aren't really activated until that moment you see in the winter finale. Continuing on from this, executive producer Jed Whedon said, There are parts of it that move away from the story in the comics, but partially that's because we'd invented our own way of getting there. We also wanted it to be a surprise to the people who are familiar with the comics, but it's also because we're tying it to a larger world. It's not just her origin story, it's the origin story of a bigger other world. Wow. And speaking on the death of Agent Triplet in the episode, something the executive producers do not take lightly. That's it, that's in quotes. Yeah. Whedon explained, "We need to establish that there are stakes in our world and there can be real consequences. But mostly for us, it was the mixed emotion of that moment." which we're very proud of. Our whole goal is to have the audience feel something and to be able to feel excitement and despair at the same time made it seem more powerful to us. It makes for a more complicated journey for Skye going forward because it's not all fun and games. This is something that she may not understand right away. What happened in the temple, it could be complicated anyway to understand. Now it will be very emotionally complex as well. Yeah. (laughs) trip oh if he had been half a second too late he would have been fine yeah there's so many like ways that like he could have been fine yeah if this or that had happened but hey he disabled all the bombs and he made sure that everyone was okay he did it he saved everybody uh okay i'm so sad so now it's time for the post content content a man pulls another diviner out of a box and it's glowing he's on the phone freaking out with someone that there is someone new he tells them to alert the others. And then he has no eyes. <laughs> About the introduction of Jamie Harris as, quote, man, at the end of the episode, <laughs> Marissa Tancherowen said, 
You'll learn this character's name pretty soon. <laughs> I was about to say, I can't believe I guessed his name. <laughs> <laughs> his name is Man. Man Hello, Man. man. <laughs> Manly Man. <laughs> um, I was watching this episode with my nieces, Daphne and Delilah, and at this part, Daphne said, I had nightmares for weeks after this. Aww. <laughs> she apparently thought that it was Whitehall, and that Whitehall had come back from the dead somehow with no eyes. Oh. That would be pretty scary. <laughs> that would be pretty scary. Yeah. Yikes. Okay, overall thoughts. What you got? Someone always dies in Ward's place, and I am sick of it. <laughs> Tired of it. And also, justice for Trip. What are yours? Um, I was just very excited about this episode. Um, and I'm trying not to give too much away, like, about Sky's powers. Oh, yeah. But, ah, I'm <laughs> sure I have already. <laughs> <laughs> She can make earthquakes. Uh, yeah. That's all I got. So that concludes our episode on season two, episode 10, What They Become. Yeah. Next week, we'll be covering season two, episode 11, Aftershocks. So stay tuned for that. Okay, bye. Bye. Love you. Bye.